My being is alive with the smells of the earth, the beat of the Maasai drums that beat in my heart. Ever my homeland, even though it is not, I will love you forever. The tram rumbled along its tracks as it made its way to the bustle, hustle and bustle of the marketplace. Jackets, ducks, watermelons and fish were all for sale. Making my way through the crowds, I picked out my supper and more. Some pumpkin and eggs and a cauliflower and I bought some strawberry milk on the way. And that was about all for the day, I thought, and queued up for a piping hot ja- jam donut for the road, you might say. You are listening to Poetry by Malabi Sinha. She's a writer and poet based in Melbourne. We listen to her poetry, her writing journey and about what it takes to succeed as a writer. This and more coming up in today's episode of Melbourne Conversations. I am your host Rajiv Arora. Melbourne Conversations is brought to you by Melting Cultures Network. Melting Cultures Network. Life happens when you are busy doing other things. Culture happens when lives come together over places and time. Sharing the stories and journeys of lives and cultures. Melting Cultures Network. Melbourne Conversations is brought to you by Melting Cultures Network. Uh, welcome to today's show, uh, Malabi. I'm really, really happy and excited to have you on Melbourne Conversations. Thank you very much. So Malabi Sina is a writer based in Melbourne with a number of prose and poetry writings and books to her name. Her books have been published by Cresco Books, Poseidon Books, and also self-published on Amazon. Amazon lists 10 books uh, written by her. Malabi was born in India and then spent the years, early years of her childhood in the freedom and vastness of Kenya in East Africa. Her family then migrated to Australia when she was in primary school. Her collections of poetry and literary work have been published in various magazines and e-zines. Uh, we will talk about which of those are, like AEHS, uh, Our Day of Passing, The Writer's Drawer, Liphar Magazine, Poetry Pasta, 10-Day Book Club, Mela Leku-Luka, is that correct, Malabi? Malaluka, yeah. <laughs> Malaluka. Words with Jam, Beyond India Monthly, The Compulsive Reader, and the list goes on, in fact. So The Castle and Other Stories were published by Cresco Books in October 2014. Her book of poetry, Savannah, was published by Poseidon Books. And Mollaby is also a social media consultant. She did her Bachelor of Engineering from Monash University and a graduate certificate in accounting from Deakin University, as well as a certificate in in technical writing from University of Western Australia. So we are fortunate to have her with us today. Malabi, welcome once again to the show. Thank you very much. So will you like to add anything to the brief intro I gave? Um, That's basically, um, you've covered basically all my all my writing um i also am part of a um 
a band called Tal, and I, we played the violin, so I played the violin separately, uh, separate to my writing. <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did say that, and I I had a listen a little bit. So it's fantastic yeah. to have such a diverse person, and uh, I think you also have a background in technology. So yeah, so my basically, um, I started off. Um, I did it in, in my engineering. And um, I worked in IT for a while, so doing software development and then later on business analysis. And while I was doing um, software development, my, some of my work was, began to be published. So some of my poetry was accepted for publication. And then I gradually moved into the writing aspect. So the business analysis and then writing and then social media management so yeah right right so you're you're a digital writer as well as a traditional writer <laughs> yeah. so look uh, sometimes to get to chase uh, what i'm going to do is uh, run through questions yeah there are like 20, 20 questions but i think i've only got 16 <laughs> of them down here and yeah. the three are uh, three are wild cards <laughs> you know we'll we'll discover them as we go <laughs> okay so uh, time in Melbourne, how long have you been in Melbourne? We've been, been in Melbourne since um, my family moved here when I was in primary school in 1983, so a while now. So Okay, so it's coming up to 50, 40 years. Uh, yeah. 83, so yeah, 39 coming years. Coming up to 40 years, yeah. Yeah. What's, can you name one favorite part of Melbourne? I like my suburb. Where I lived is East, East, yeah. Okay, most, okay. Yeah. Favorite time of year in Melbourne? Favorite time of year in Melbourne? I guess it's now because um, the past has been, it's been um, good, but there were challenges. And um, so it was leading up to um, getting my writing work going because okay, okay. I wanted to I wanted to be a writer and um, it took a while but now like I've got um, okay, okay. also with my social media you know I like okay, the we'll, work we'll, I do. We'll, we'll talk about it I actually meant what time of the year like as in which season or what month. Oh, okay. Um, it was meant to be a very easy question. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, winter the most. Oh fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Place of birth? India, Calcutta. Ah, Calcutta, okay. Bengal. Yes. Bengal. Um, I could judge from, assess from your writings. You're a typical romantic Bengali writer. <laughs> uh, seasons, nature, and feelings, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, favorite subject at school? Maths and English, both of them. How many languages do you speak? Or read or I write. speak uh, um, English, Bengali, Hindi, a little bit of Hindi, a little bit of French, and a little bit of Swahili. So five. Okay. Um, what's your native cuisine? My native cuisine is what I cook at home is uh, basically Indian. So I cook um, um, because um, that's Is it Bengali style or? Yeah, Bengali style, but I also, it's not exactly Bengali, it's a little bit 
it's a little bit different. <laughs> it's a little right. bit um, westernized, like because I don't I don't like spicy food that much, and okay. I don't put that much spice in my in my cooking. But um, um, I also cook pasta, and um, yeah, so different okay. styles. I, I, I think yeah. being in Melbourne, we've become mixed of everything. So when yeah. my question was, was native cuisines, you know, probably which is what your parents cooked for you, maybe. Yeah, my uh, my parents cook in in Bengali, so okay. but I cook a um, little bit of mixture of stuff. Okay. So next question is, what's your favorite cuisine? Not necessarily what you cook. What's your Sorry? favorite cookie cuisine? What's your favorite cuisine? My favorite cuisine. Um. I like butter chicken, but I also like um, pavlova. Um, okay. Yeah, I like Greek. I like Greek a lot. Okay. So Greek okay. Favorite book genre? What category of books you like? Because you've written, uh, you know, thrillers or sci-fi and poetry, probably prose as well. So, what's yeah, your I favorite like... genre of book you'd like to read? I like to read science fiction the most, like um, science fiction, fantasy. So, um, should do you want me to mention some of my favorite authors or my some yes, of my favorite that, authors? That, that, that's the next question. Yes, <laughs> like Anne McCaffrey, um, MMK. She MMK is more more drama, and you know, but mm -hmm. uh, she doesn't write science fiction. But hers, I like her books. Uh, when I was growing up, I, I read Enid Blyton. So Enid Blyton was one of yeah, my um, Magic Faraway Tree and stuff like that. And um, um, Jack Vance, Piers Anthony. I like a bit of, I like um, some Rumi, you know, the Persian poet Rumi. I like some of yes, his yes, writing. Yes, I've, I've, read, I've read Rumi. Yeah. And I like some of... Um, Robin do not to go like he's got his rice in Bengali, but I've yeah, I've, yeah. I've played some of his songs on my violin and I know some of the words because I don't I don't understand all the words because I don't read very fluently. But um, I I like um, some of his stuff as well, some of the the good stuff. I the, think if you've uh, read or read about Rumi, you might have heard about a American poet called Robert Bly. He's covered a fair bit of Rumi, but uh, okay. As a as a commentary, yeah. Yeah. So, what what's your favorite book? My favorite. It's a tough book. question. It's a tough. Question. Yeah, it's a tough question. Or like the book you would admire, you know, uh, that comes to yeah. the top of your mind. I'd like I like um. Trade Wind by um, MMK. That's my favorite. Okay. It's not science fiction and it's not poetry. It's different, but that's my favorite okay. book. Okay. Yeah, it's outside my sphere of what I read. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I can't comment one way or another. Yeah. And uh, what are you currently reading, if anything? Um, I'm currently, I don't, I'm not reading anything at the, I'm kind of going through um, some of the, um, the Jane Eyre books. So I've bought some of them, so I'm going through some of those ones. They're more drama, so Jane Eyre, so yeah. Favorite type of music? Um, <laughs> I like the latest Bollywood stuff from okay. uh, in that's, India, that's you know, the Hindi, yeah, Hindi, Hindi, 
Bollywood, um, the the remixes and the you know the the the, the popular the pop songs, the pop songs, right. yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, any interest in like classical or instrumental? I do because listen to some classical, um, mm. the classical violin or the sitar, um, right. Ravi Shankar and stuff like that. But um, uh, the Western classical, I listen to that a little bit sometimes, but okay. I like the Indian classical because I play it. I play a bit of classical. And, okay. um, yeah, so I, I, I like Rabindar Sangeet. I like the, the new Western stuff as well, like um, Justin Bieber, um, um, Ed Sheeran, um, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I like those ones. Oh, Miley Cyrus as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I was going to go in the direction of Pink and Lady Gaga, but let's park that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, favorite music composer or artist? I guess we already landed there somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and anything specific you're listening to? Because many of us go through phases, you know. Yeah, I listen. I, I listen to the Indian um, latest on. You get the. The playlists on YouTube, so I listen to the um, the the latest Indian um, um, yeah, the music. Hits. So okay. they they bits from each song, but I like it, listening to the Rubin the Sangeet. I like the latest stuff on the radio, so I listen to um, one hundred one point one Kiss FM. So I listen to those as well. So okay, yeah, okay. yeah, we'll get to the books. Not long to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. So look, I, I think it's a good way to kind of, you know, get to know about your personality and what different aspects, you know, you do which way. Yeah. So, so tell me how. So did... another, another one I like is the uh, Anne of Green Gables series. So those yeah. were yeah. Um, by, by Lynn Montgomery and, um, those, those were one of. That's also one of my favorite books. But the the, right, the third right. one of the series, and yeah, the the all of them actually, the Anne of Green Gables ones. So. So you have quite a diverse range you cover. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I, I can see on one hand, you know, your writings remind me of some of Tagore's writings because it's like yeah. typical <laughs> romantic. Uh, Thank you. Style of writing. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, uh, then obviously this aspect I wasn't very familiar with, you know the yeah yeah the the, the, the sci-fi and the fantasy world. So yeah. Hello, listeners. You are listening to Melbourne Conversations with Rajiv Arora. Thanks for joining and listening in today. If you haven't already, go to subscribe button and subscribe to this podcast in your podcast listening app. We plan to bring you a lot more conversations like this one and more. Um, how did your journey of writing start? Um, basically, when when I used to write in on and off, I wrote some in school. So in mm -hmm. um, in secondary school, actually, I started writing some poetry. And then um, um, in when I was in, I was in um, RLM Systems. I was in the defense project for um, the government, <laughs> and I sense, I sense that my sister was, my sister, she's, um, she was in the UK, and um, 
I sent um, one of my poems to her for, to have a look, and she's 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 really she. Um, I really um, admire the 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 um, the aspect that she has that she likes. She's good in English as 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 well as I am, and um, she said to me, you know, you've got a real talent. You know, you should you should, you you it's really good and. Um, so I thought, okay, <laughs> I want to try and see if people want to, to have a look. So I sent it out to a publisher and, um, on, uh, and it got accepted. So, and then I've, since then it's, I've been, you know, that's when it started okay. basically. So. So it started with poetry. So. Yes, it started um, with poetry. And this is after the school, when you're during your working life. During my working life. Yeah. So what is your process of, uh, you know, arriving at a poem or how does it arrive? What's your process? Because um, every one has different, you know. Okay. Yeah. So firstly, um, I need something like something moves. If something moves me, then I write about it. And sometimes if feelings, there's feelings I want to express or something's happened uh, in my world or in the world, you know, I want to express it you know i write it down so um it and it comes it, it's like expressing yourself on the page and that's what i do so um mm -hmm. and it's like creation you know it's a work of it's like create creating something and um it's it's very satisfying after you create it to know that it's there you know so yeah so is it an art or is it science, you know, <laughs> or, 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 or something comes even before art. I think before art comes the feeling, right? Yeah. So it's, al it's almost, art. A, almost a, yeah, almost a flood it's of art, feeling. Of your, yeah. I think it's yeah. art. I don't think it's science. Hmm, hmm. But before, you know, the feelings become words, what comes first? You know, sometimes the words suggest, you know, how you want to expand on it or um i think the feelings become words yeah the feelings hmm. are are the um the motivation to write and then the feelings come out on the page <laughs> basically the feelings come out on the page so, 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 are, yeah. so are you a visual writer or an analytical writer like would you describe you know no no i'm very visual i'm very visual i'm very really, um right. yeah as you said i'm, I'm very i have romanticized feelings of the world you know I've, i look at the world as mm -hmm. as as uh you know um as good you know and so that's what i, what I express so i i see this uh, poem which is actually from your sevener uh, yes it was um, it's actually an existential one which is lighthouse yes. it stands on the edge of reason the edge of sea, a lighthouse, so stalwart and true. It knows no sorrow, no pain. It lives from day to day to light the way for those who are lost and seek the light of day in the darkness of the night. <laughs> so someone may just see a lighthouse, but you, you brought out its meaning, you know, for example, yeah. in that. Yeah, so you, you you would like to share some of your favorite ones? That yeah, I've I've got here three that maybe you'd like to hear. Um, maybe you've read them. I don't know if you've 
um, seen them, but I'll just read them one. Two are from Savannah, which is the first mm -hmm. of my books. And the last one is from Eyes. So they were just my latest book. So Yeah, yeah I, I was... I was thinking I'll get you to pick some because I picked this one. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's see which ones yeah, you Thank suggest. you for asking. I'll, I'll read them I'll just one at a time. Okay. Savannah. The sun rises from the ground like a ball of flame, flooding the plains with light. Cries of birds calling to their mates as they fly to the plains to look for food. The flame trees on the horizon line the way to the heavens of the savannah land my being is alive with the smells of the earth the beat of the maasai drums that beat in my heart ever my homeland even though it is not i will love you forever so this is basically written the first one i that was published by is published by thylazine and um later on in in savannah so it's um it's it's basically I grew up in Africa. It's basically about Africa, and saying if it's ever my homeland, even though it is not, because it wasn't. We didn't stay there, so yeah, that's what it's basically about. This is this another one. This is for the road. It's right. called for the road. So for the road, the shopping bags would be very heavy on the way back from Queen Victoria Market. The tram rumbled along its tracks as it made its way to the bustle, hustle and bustle of the marketplace. Jackets, ducks, watermelons and fish were all for sale. Making my way through the crowds, I picked out my supper and more. Some pumpkin and eggs and a cauliflower and I bought some strawberry milk on the way. And that was about all for the day, I thought, and queued up for a piping hot ja jam donut for the road, you might say. So that's fantastic. basically Queen Victoria yeah. Markets. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Both of them very nice, very different Thank though. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'll just read a small one from um, the last book, The Eyes, the, my mm -hmm. book, The Eyes. Eyes. It's called Words. Tell me the words I long to hear. Sing me the songs that sing in my heart. Hold me and never let me go. That was that's my latest, uh, the one of the poems in my latest book. So, um, yeah. Um, most people write to express themselves, you know, because yeah. you you feel in a certain way or you have an experience uh, of a certain yeah. kind. Yeah. Um, would you consider, you know, has it happened where you actually had to write consciously, like being asked to write on an occasion? I have written before for uh, occasions like birthday parties, um, right. anniversaries. So, yeah. Okay. And other than that, um, you know, business analysis, you know, is you write technical. So I've, I've written technical stuff. My social media is good, you know, I can express myself as well in that as well, because that's a creative process as well. So um, I work for yeah. a company called, called um, Global Humanitarian Aid Foundation, and they do charities in internationally in India as well as in Australia, helping the blind, 
um, um, the homeless with shelters and food and stuff. So it's like expressing. I I also do work for other other organisations, so about seven of them, and mm -hmm. it's expressing. I can express be creative there with the social media as well. So um, it's like an extension of my writing. I feel so. So, so it takes me back to the you know original question about how much of the writing is uh, a technique versus uh, you know uh, the art of it, and uh, yeah. I, you can almost say there's another part. I guess there's a part of when any communication happens, it happens between two individuals, or, or, or so to speak, you know, or an individual on behalf of an organization. If it's like you know you're writing for an organization. So it's from one mind through a kind of experience and the message reaches another mind. So how do you think, you know, perceptions and art and technique play with each other? And, and you know, what are the good examples that come to your mind? I know, I don't know if you're, I'm talking sensibly or not, but that's how I, you know, I see because art and words are one. It's actually the what goes in people's mind is the eventual com communication, you know? Yeah. So it depends on what you want to express and who you're expressing it to. So, and the, um, the, um, circumstance. So, um, like for example, my writing, my poetry is expressed for people who, who enjoy poetry, who like who like words of um, emotion or the poetry itself, who like poetry itself. Um, my social media is for you know, where I'm writing for for my social media, I write to um, to uh, get across what I want to say about the company, so or the companies, so it's um, basically reaching out to those who are interested in those products, um, and um, so and writing when you write technical, it's um, maybe you're writing for another department in the company. So, um, right. so for for instance, when I was a business analyst, analyst I wrote for software developers. So writing, um, taking the that's the that's words technical guide, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So taking the words from the um, the salespeople, putting them into a, a format that developers would understand and develop their code according according to sure. that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, any English writers are you read recently in uh, fiction? Um, I'm I'm changing I'm reading, the topic reading, a bit. I'm reading uh, David Eddings, one of the ones I haven't read. So I'm reading mm -hmm. some of his books, and I, I like um, going back um, to to bo books I've read before. So uh, David Eddings and some of the Australian authors that I admire are um, the Coral Hulls. Hello, listeners. You are listening to Melbourne Conversations with Rajiv Arora. Thanks for joining and listening in today. If you haven't already, go to subscribe button and subscribe to this podcast in your podcast listening app. We plan to bring you a lot more conversations like this one and more. To get in touch with us, email us on melbcon 
M-E-L-B-C-O-N-V at meltingcultures.network. You're talking about, uh, you know, technical writing and different types of audiences. Yes. Uh, so I want to kind of take a step back, which is, uh, you know, people who write and want to make that as a main activity of their life. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, what is the transition from having an interest, having a hobby, mm. your talent being recognized to a journey of adopting it as a profession, you know, and then there are different pathways, different types of writing professions. Yeah. So what what's your perspective? And uh, uh, you were earlier, you know, describing what your own journey was. Yes. Uh, you know, it was, so let's come back to a bit more detail of that and then we can look yeah. at the you know how it applies broadly okay so basically um my first publication was with thylazine so um they published um some of my work and i started working with them as a volunteer doing um their artists and writers directory so um she um that was the lady who started, who did that, who ran Thalazine. Her name is Coral. She was a write published author herself. She's she's quite famous, and um, so she, um, she I just doing the, I was doing the authors and writers directory for her, and then um, some of my other work got published with Kajima Carr and later composer reader. One of my um my my um. Um, articles got published um, and then I started and then um, after a few a few of my um, some of my work had been published I went I was looking for a publisher for um, my book my first book and um, I got a few some rejections and then um, I got um, published uh, accepted by Poseidon Books okay. uh, they published Savannah and um, I had a book launch at um, Angus and Robertson Book World Books Books yeah, at right. Forest Hill, and then um, and then people um, bought my books, and I got a bit of <laughs> people Confident. started knowing about yeah, yeah, and yeah. then um, that, that would have felt um, nice. Yeah, and then people, and then um, other uh, work was published as well. So um, some of the other people. People like uh, Words with Jam published, and then um, some other uh, places published my articles. Le, Le Nouveau Mondevert, they published three or four of my th my my writings, and then um, and then I moved into business analysis. So I've, I started doing. I thought maybe it's I'll do that because it's more writing based, a little bit technical, but I can use my writing. For those, for those earlier publications. You don't earn enough to kind of, you know, make no, a living. No, you don't. Uh, you don't earn enough to earn a living from those. Because um, I, so I, 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 I've had some of my work published. I had one book published, and yes. I soon discovered that you don't write for, you know, earning money. You know, that's not. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't work. It connect together. No, it doesn't. Know, so. It doesn't. So, um, yeah. no, unless unless you sell millions and millions of books, you know, so. Um, cause or you, or world, let's say you become a, or, or let's say you become a screenwriter, you know, screenplay writer or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, yeah, and so, I think even, even yeah, there, I, did, I think. I did, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll let you carry I, on. I, yeah. I wrote, um, and then in, in uh, 2014, 2013, I started uh, work as a social media. I worked as a screenwriter and then as a social media, became a social media uh, manager. And from then on, I've... Um, I've moved into writing and 2014, um, I, I, um, sent, I had three, three, um, stories in the castle and other stories. I sent it to Crisco books and, um, they, I said, you know, uh, yeah, I sent it, um, and they said, I said, you know, for publication and they took about a month and then they came back and said, um, it's too short. It's we're interested, but you know we, we don't we don't publish anything less than twenty five thousand words. I thought, yeah, because oh, right. uh, you know? for, for someone to pay ten dollars, it yeah. has to be at least at least a ten one centimeter thick book. You know, yeah, uh, <laughs> so, that's how the how the business of books works. I guess you know? yeah. So at that you stage, might have the, you yeah. might have the most most beautiful thing, but if it is only six pages. Yeah. So um, I thought, okay, I'm going to write some more. So for three, three or four months, I just sat and I wrote. That's all I did. I wrote um, and I wrote 13 stories. So um, mm -hmm. for the cast and the stories, I sent it to them again and they took another month. And then um, he, he came back and said, yeah, well, we're interested. So, and then he, they published and then, um, so, um, so it's been, it's been a long road. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So that's that's the commerce of writing, commercial part yeah. of writing. Yeah. The, you know what works commercially and what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I, I I've actually come across uh, people who run courses on how to write, you know, write books. Yeah. You know, so yeah. uh, so I wish it was as mechanical as that. Uh, yeah. but I'm sure it's not, you know, so. No, no. Every, I think every individual has their own journey, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so if, let's say, you know, you have won a million dollars and, uh, you know, are you close to retiring? You, you know, ready? Do you think you, you see yourself doing a lot of writing if that was? The, I think I happen? still continue. I still continue yeah. because um, I love writing, you know. It's, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah. It's um as I said, it's very powerful, you know, and you can you can change things and you can um contribute to the world, I think that way. That's the way I yeah, see it. I yeah. contribute that's the way I contribute to the world. So yeah. The the saying that comes to my mind is, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword, you know. <laughs> yeah. So 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 the right writing, you know, can can move people and yeah, and, move and, mountains, and when you went, yeah. move mountains, and uh, uh, it uh, also uh, for the reader, it is an experience of another person yes. whom they don't have the experience they don't have to go through life experiences, yes. Yes. enriching life in that sense. And yeah. and I think uh, when I was growing up, I found fiction to be the most influential type of reading in yeah. you know character building for example you know yeah uh, when you read a story or a novel and you know if the characters are such that you can see their trials and tribulations their dreams yeah. mm -hmm. uh, you can you can you know uh, uh, 
you can draw a lot from that you know from, from mm -hmm. your personal life so mm -hmm. so in, in that sense you know the great literature is here to stay you know forever so yeah um, my own reading has been a bit all over the place i don't get a lot of time to read uh, along mm -hmm. with my working life um uh, i one of the reader uh, famous authors i remember is gabriel garcia marquez uh, I'm not sure whether you heard of him. He no. was from uh, Latin America, South America. Um, he, I think, won a Nobel Prize in somewhere in the 80s. Uh, current one I've read is uh, Murakami, who's a Japanese writer. Yeah. Uh, but they all have different styles. So, so when you say you also written short stories, what's the technique of writing a short story? Um. Well, my short stories are science fiction, so there's fantasy. So right. um, the ones um, I've written articles, art in my articles are nonfiction. So mm -hmm. they're basically um, maybe um, just um, like philosophical articles, okay. but my, um, my, um, Short stories are science fiction or fantasy, so like they're about goblins and witches and um, mermaids <laughs> okay. and yeah. So. Fantastic. So I think we're kind of uh, coming towards the end. So yeah. for other writers, you know, who are uh, on their journey or are budding writers who you know find joy in expressing things through words yeah um what will you like to suggest what are you know important stages in their in the journey i'd suggest not to give up so basically to keep going and persevering and you get there in the end you know so the the main thing is to keep heart and to to um to keep keep writing you know basically so um just to make make room for the writing and if you want to move into writing then send it try and get published that's the best best thing to do right. so send your work to publishers you know if it's poetry then poetry publishers and if it's um science fiction you know to um people who publish those so basically try and get published that's the best way to to start writing uh, so, what's next in your own journey? <laughs> um, I think I'd like to to um, write another book. So, um, I'd like to write another um, science fiction book. I think, but mm -hmm. um, I haven't started anything yet. I haven't because all my work is out there at the moment. I haven't got anything that's not been published anymore. So I need to start <laughs> writing again because I've been okay. focusing basically on my social media work. So, right. um, right. and um, if I want to get anything published, you know, again with poetry, I, I need to start writing some more. So I'll, I need to, I want to start writing some more poetry and um, just try and get some more stuff published. So Yeah, I think writing poetry also requires you to be in a certain frame of mind and you need to have yeah. that more free, free time as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of poetry, I think uh, uh, one of the shortest poems ever comes to my mind. Someone gave me a challenge once. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't know and they told me this poem. So 
The poem is, I think, by a poet called Robert Bly, whom I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. I think it's a grand total of three words. <laughs> and it of two sentences. Fly, but why? <laughs> so it's a poem about a fly. Yeah. It goes, fly, but why? <laughs> so that's that's the beauty of poetry, you know. Yeah. It can it can say so much in so little. So. Hello, listeners. You are listening to Melbourne Conversations with Rajiv Arora. Thanks for joining and listening in today. If you haven't already, go to subscribe button and subscribe to this podcast in your podcast listening app. We plan to bring you a lot more conversations like this one and more to get in touch with us email us on melbcon m-e-l-b-c-o-n-v at meltingcultures.network and when we look at a poem which is you know many times half a page and if you do a word count the word count is not big but it it actually communicates a message or a feeling which yeah. if you are to start describing will take pages upon pages you know yeah so that yeah. that's the beauty of uh, poetry you know so yeah so so when we talk about poetry do you think in schooling there's enough coverage of poetry um i think there's in, a lot in, of in australia yeah there's a lot of encouragement of in english to um to write um, essays and things, but I think poetry has to come from within and not everyone's interested in poetry. So um, it depends on the individual. I think if someone is interested in poetry, um, they should make it, make a, uh, make it a, um, make it one of their um, things to do to actually check out poems that poetry they like to read and, um, to write so basically mm, mm. if you want to to if you're interested in poetry write it and um if you if you want to write and um yeah but so if they, basically been, sorry but if you've not been exposed to poetry or good poetry yeah. or a variety of poetry mm. you you wouldn't know what a, a good poem is you wouldn't know yeah you know what different, think, different forms of expression are yeah, but um, the I think if you have a good basic grounding in English, in English mm-hmm. literature, so um, basically if, if you are good uh, at syntax, vocabulary, uh, grammar, uh, putting sentences together, then and you like poetry, that's the important thing. You yeah. like writing poetry. It comes naturally, I think, to a lot of some people. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think I've observed uh, when my own children were going through schooling, and in fact, like, this is a complaint I had, there was not, not enough exposure to a variety of poetry, for example, either at primary school level or, you know, at a high school level. And uh, for many people, the only poetry they are exposed to is popular songs, you know, which yeah. uh, many, many people will fall to fail to, you know, call that poetry. So... Yeah, look, um, yeah, thanks. I think I'm, I'm not sure whether I was ranting too much about not enough poetry being in schools, but uh, maybe yeah. we'll cut it out. Um, maybe, maybe we'll maybe, cut it out. But, you know. 
Yeah, maybe it's true because, but when when I was in school, um, in year nine, I wrote a poetry, I wrote a poem about a snail. It was about a snail and it's going through the grass and looking this way and that way. And um, my English teacher, she said it was really good. So she, she actually encouraged me to write more. And then, Look, I, and then be I believe there's a poem in a poem and a poet in all of us because yeah. I think as children we see the beauty we you know have beauty inside how we feel things. It's yeah. I think being encouraged to express it and being shown shown good examples of how to express it and yeah. being encouraged for you know when doing the right thing. I think yes, those are quite right. important. You know. Yeah. 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 So finally, I think I'd like to um, uh, ask you for our listeners' sake, um, uh, where, where and how they can buy some of your books and publications. Okay, so um, my books are all available on Amazon and they can also be downloaded from my website. Um, there's also um, some so other books. Can you give the URL, URL for your website? Can you please tell yeah, us? Yeah, it's uh, www.malobisinha.com. So um, that's M A L O B. And also, yeah. Also for S -S our listeners, the, these links will be there in the uh, podcast episode links. So um, uh, for our list listeners, can look at the podcast notes and uh, access these links. Yeah. So once again, malabisinna.com. Yes. Or they Malabisina. can just go, uh, go Google malabisinna. Yeah, and it'll it's available they're available on Amazon, also on or good book e retailers, so people who sell good books, and um, so also um, Barnes and Noble, like people or um, um, book depository, the ones who stock books, they they'll stock my books. So yeah. Sure. Uh, finally, do you think we should wrap up by one more poem? <laughs> One more poem. Maybe. Harmony. The wind blows softly through the trees. The boughs of the oak trees creak in the breeze. The doves cry as they set out for home as the dusk approaches and the daylight starts to fade away. The sounds of nature come together in soothing, lilting harmony. Beautiful. Perfect poem to finish. Uh, this recording in the spring spring season, we, we see a lot of nature blooming back to its glory. Yeah. And thank you again for joining uh, this. Thank uh, you very much for this Mel opportunity. Melbourne Conversations. I'm mm. sure we'll probably get to have another conversation uh, not far away. Thank you very much for this opportunity to express myself. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye thank for now. You. Melbourne Conversations is brought to you by Melting Cultures Network. Melting Cultures Network. Life happens when you are busy doing other things. Culture happens when lives come together over places and time. Sharing the stories and journeys of lives and cultures. Melting Cultures Network. Melbourne Conversations is brought to you by Melting Cultures Network. Hello listeners, you are listening to Melbourne Conversations with Rajiv Arora. Thanks for joining and listening in today. If you haven't already, 
go to subscribe button and subscribe to this podcast in your podcast listening app we plan to bring you a lot more conversations like this one and more to get in touch with us email us on melbcon m-e-l-b-c-o-n-v at meltingcultures.network Melbourne Conversations is brought to you by Melting Cultures Network. Melting Cultures Network. Life happens when you are busy doing other things. Culture happens when lives come together over places and time. Sharing the stories and journeys of lives and cultures. Melting Cultures Network.